Welcome to the No Bibs, Burps, Bottles podcast, where we highlight and share the stories of African-American women who are 30 plus, child-free, wonderfully made, and living their best life. Remember, womanhood is not synonymous with motherhood. This is Dr. Angela L. Harris, your host. Come join me as we get comfortable and cozy with no bibs, no burps, no bottles. Stay tuned. I'm so excited to be with a guest that is a sorority sister as well as a friend. So I'm hoping that you guys stick around for this episode because you are in for a treat. So let me tell you a little bit about the guest that I have with me today. My guest was born and raised in Saginaw, Michigan, and she currently resides in Columbus, Ohio, which is where I met her. Field of work is supply chain industry. My guest graduated from Central State University. She enjoys traveling, which is her number one love. She is also a member of the illustrious Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. And so I'm so glad to call her a friend and soror. And her dream job would be working in the fashion industry and movie and film. So I am so excited to have Miss Kashina Jackson on No Bibs, Burps, Bottles. Welcome, Kashina. Welcome, Soror. Hey, Soror. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. And I am excited, excited, excited to be a part of this lovely, wonderful, very important podcast as far as in the topic is concerned. So you have me here. You can ask me whatever. I'm going to be 100% transparent. And so I'm ready to go. What's up? Yes. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go too. And I'm so excited. I already feel your energy as always. So I read a little bit about your bio already. I know you gave me a snippet, but I know you personally. So I know that you got your hands in a lot of different things. So share a little bit more about yourself, whether it's your upbringing, whether it's your, um, your current job. Just tell us a little bit more about Miss Jackson. Okay, okay, okay. Um, that's a lot, but okay, I'll, I'll, I'll start. So, um, yes, I'm from Saginaw, Michigan. Um, some people may know of Saginaw as Sac Nasty. It's a, it's, that's an OG term. Okay. However, um, I, I, I'm proud to be from Saginaw, Michigan. However, um, Saginaw is, 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 is what raised me. Um, mm-hmm. I was the first generational college student um I grew up from nothing to something nothing meaning you know I had both parents that um were addicted to drugs um so myself being the oldest sibling I had other siblings and so because I was the oldest I took on that parent role um mm-hmm. so the street the streets of Saginaw raised me and it taught me um how to survive um so then here I am, got an opportunity to go to college, didn't know anything about college. I just figured that that was my ticket out of Saginaw to a better life. Um, I knew the things that I didn't want. I didn't know exactly what I wanted, but I know what I didn't want. Mm-hmm. So at an early age, I was ready to go to something that was new to me, unknown to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so here I am. So that, that's, that's kind of not to get too deep into all of that, unless that conversation, unless this conversation take us there, but that's kind of my start. Gotcha. 
gotcha, gotcha. How many siblings um, do you have or how many siblings were you helping raise or raised? Well, well at the time, there was three others. So okay. I had two sisters and a brother at the gotcha. time in Saginaw. Got you. Okay. And, um, yeah. Okay. And we met each other in Columbus, Ohio. So how did you get to Columbus? Okay. So I mentioned just a few seconds ago that I was a first-generational college student um, because both of my parents was addicted to drugs. I had moved with my auntie and uncle mm-hmm. um, freshman year in high school and um, went to school, went to high school, Saginaw High, mm-hmm. finished my four years. My senior year, my uncle asked me what were my plans after high school because he could not afford college because he had other responsibilities, financial responsibilities. Um, so it kind of was a coincidence because after that conversation, um, two administrators from Central State University in yeah. Xenia, Ohio, mm-hmm. came to visit Saginaw High School because Saginaw High School was very good in the band era. We okay. had a really great band. And so Central State is also known for their band. And so two of the administrators came to Central State to, for recruitment purposes. Mm-hmm. And all I heard all I heard was they was going to give a full ride to someone, to, to students that wanted, that had a 3.0, at least a 3.0, and wanted to come to Central State. Well, I wasn't in the band in high school. So I heard I heard, I heard full ride and 3.0. <laughs> well, at the time in high school, I was in the National Honor Society. So I, I think I graduated with a 3.67, okay. if I remember correct, correctly. So I was like, check, check, and check. Yeah. Like, if I needed to get in the band, then that's what I was gonna do. Okay, so, <laughs> so I, got, I got the application. I, re- I um, applied and I was set because I felt like this was God guiding my steps, right? Because my uncle had just told me, yo, what you doing? Because mm-hmm. I can't afford college. And then right after that conversation, two people from Central State comes and say, hey, if you got this and this, then we, we, we giving you a 100% ride to a college. I was like, sign me up, right? Yeah. So I, I was not I was not in the band because that was not the part of the requirement. I just I just had a G, the GPA that mm-hmm. allowed me to come to Central without having to join the band, but I was a, I was able to come to Central on a full ride scholarship because yeah. of my uh, GPA. Amazing. And so because I really didn't <laughs> thank you. Um I really didn't know the journey of you know choosing a college, et cetera. Like that was literally the only college that I looked into. Um, it was my survival. Mm-hmm. It was my survival point, you know. So I said, okay. My uncle had had that conversation with me, and I was able to come to him and say, this is where I'm going, because that was my way out. That was my way out of my Saginaw um, journey. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I then moved. I'm, I I moved to Central State at that point. And for those who don't know, my listeners, Central State is an HBCU, and again, it's in Ohio. And so it seemed like that was just all orchestrated by God 
right? I mean, it, it, it seems like it was a Amen. perfect plan. Wow. It definitely was destined by God. Mm-hmm. Um, to the state university's motto is for God, for central, and for state. So, yes, wow. it was definitely destined by God. Wow. I, and see, you know what? Like, that specific nugget, I actually, like, I knew some of your story, but not all of your story. So just to know how how specifically orchestrated that was is amazing. So so thanks for telling me a little bit about just your background and Saginaw. So I, the question, let's get right into this. So how would you describe your life at this point being the age that you are? You can tell your age to the listeners or you can keep it a, a secret. It's all up to you. But being a child-free African-American woman, how would you describe your life right now? Okay, so I am very blessed to be the age that I am. I'm 39 plus one in less than 30 days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I thought that college was my ticket to the next phase of my life. That phase, the next phase of my life to me meant that I was going to get a degree I was going to meet the love of my life. Hmm. I was going to get married, have some kids, get the White House with the picket fence. Well, probably two of those things happened. I got a Saginaw and I got a degree. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Um, the the love of my life and the kids and the white picket fence hasn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think that all of us have purpose. Mm-hmm. And all of us do things in divine timing. So my life right now, I would say that I'm blessed. I travel, I have traveled the world and I have, I've traveled, I started traveling. I was going to Jamaica when I was a college student. Now, I don't say that to brag and boast, but that's great. Like now that mm-hmm. I look back at it, that's why I say I'm blessed because a lot of us was just trying to make sure that we, you know, if we had stake as college students, we was winning. Mm-hmm, so the fact mm-hmm. that I was getting on a plane to go to Jamaica still as an active college student, I mean, man. Yeah. And coming from the fact that I I came from the streets, the Saginaw, mm-hmm. so I didn't have a silver spoon in my mouth. So all these things that I was experiencing from college to this point, I mean that's that's breathtaking. Mm-hmm. I, I thank God for that every every time I think about it. Um, so yeah. Um, and I've seen I, some, I've seen some of your traveling on Instagram. You you're you're always in the air. You're always in a different state. You're always somewhere, girl. I'm trying to be like you. And the thing is, traveling is <laughs> you know sometimes people are not afforded that you know, and you have to have a flexible lifestyle. You don't have to, you know, when you have children, you have to really plan. You have to have a lot more money because it's not just you. So to say that you're blessed because you are fortunate to be able to do these things based on like, some people would say, how did you get here based on your background or your past? But I've seen you girl up in the air on a camel. I've seen you. (laughs) Absolutely. So I'm I'm curious to know, Kashina, what were what what were your earliest recollections of wanting children? You know, I've heard many women name or coin this 
phase at their biological clock. And when I went to school, when I went to Central State University, my biological clock was not ticking. I just knew in the future that I would want kids. Now, mm-hmm. the, so when I went to school, you know, I mean, in order to meet your husband, you got to mingle a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I mingled. I mingled. <laughs> uh, I, I, was, I was a late bloomer. I didn't lose my virginity until I was a senior in high school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And at that particular time, when I lost my virginity, I thought I liked the guy. We wasn't really into, we wasn't in a relationship. So from the time I lost my virginity until probably my sophomore year, that's when I had sex again. Okay. So I wasn't, I, I wasn't, when I, when I lost my virginity, I was like, oh, no, I, I don't really have to do that again. That was a lot. Like, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't really enjoy it, you know? So I, I'm good. I, I, I've been there and I've I done that. I'm cool. Okay. And mm-hmm. it's not knocking him. I just wasn't, you know, like when you, you know, at that time mm-hmm. when I was six, 17, maybe, I didn't really know what sex was, right? Yeah. So we did it. And I was just like, I was like, oh, okay, that's what it is. All right, cool. <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> so I go through, you know, the rest of my, correct. So I go through the rest of my senior year, go to college, and, um, you know, I meet this cat this guy you know he was he was kind of a street dude but mm-hmm. i was attracted to him and again but but now almost being close to 40 i know that i would coin myself as being more sensual than sexual and that's a whole another topic but uh like, that sounds like a good topic you know what? <laughs> i mean we could go there we could go there but you i mean i think that's why early on that's why I had like kind of the eh, I'm cool. I could have had a V8. I'm cool. <laughs> um, so, so when I went to college, my whole focus was not having kids right away. I just knew that if I met my husband, that I wanted a family, so then kids would come. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't. I wasn't. That wasn't the forefront of my mind was to have kids it was it was really to get my degree be a boss meet another boss man let's be a power couple and then we can have a power family got you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when when the timing is right yes so somewhere along the line the timing started getting later and later and later so you said 39 plus one so now that that plan yes. has shifted some, have is this a plan that you still want to see come to fruition? Have you shifted that plan now? Okay, so let me so so to to add into the transition to that particular question she just asked. Um, in college, you know, I've I, I had some run-ins mm-hmm. with some guys and. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I I did have an abortion, mm-hmm. and um, at the time, I wasn't ready. I didn't. I felt fearful and scared to be a mom in college, thinking that college was going to change my my life from where I just came from, right? So 
in my mind, I was like, I can't bring a child into this world for multiple reasons, right? Mm-hmm. So I made it. I made a choice to have an abortion, mm-hmm. and I was cool with it at the time because I I, I was at I, you know I was just moving. I was young and I was moving, so I felt like I was making the right choice for the time, right? Mm-hmm. So probably about no thirty nine plus one. 39 plus one. We're going to keep saying that. 39 plus one. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> um, probably, <laughs> probably about um, five years ago, mm-hmm. I really started to have a little bit of a depression dive on, o- over multiple things that was happening in my life. But one of the one of the things that I remember really thinking about was, A, I don't have any kids. B, I wanted kids. I decided to have an abortion so I felt I remember thinking that God was punishing me for choosing to have an abortion years ago Mm -hmm. that's why I don't have kids now so that that kind of took me out a little bit because Mm -hmm. I felt like oh my god like I really want kids now and now it's coming at this point from a college student to you know a mid-aged woman I'm like, oh my God, I'm not in a relationship. I don't have a husband. I don't have a potential. Oh, and by the way, when you was a college student, when God blessed you to become pregnant, you decided to terminate that pregnancy. So it that mm-hmm. cloud gloomed over me for a long time because I was like, that probably was my last. I, I probably don't have kids because God is punishing me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that took a lot for me to work through a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um. Now, I have sorority sisters that was on my line that was older than me that actually was on her second. She was pregnant, I think, after we crossed and everything. I think she was like forty-five. And I, I remember saying, "Like, oh my God, you my you my goal. Like <laughs> that Baby means goals. that I can still have kids, mm-hmm. right? You know that that means I can still have kids. You know, as long as my body." and God says yes you know as long as they they equal but you know what Kashina I want to one thank you for sharing that truth because I know for a lot of women it can be very difficult to share um, about terminating a pregnancy um, especially with um, the, the internal feelings that people feel in regards to guilt and embarrassment and shame and then what either our family or the world or society um you know, takes us there in regards to feeling um, ashamed, guilty, and embarrassed. So I appreciate you sharing that. I want to go, if, if, if it's up to you, depending on how you feel about it, but you put it out there. You said it took a while for, it was kind of like a gray cloud that kind of lingered, and it took a while for you to get through it. Can you, can you share how that, what that experience was? How did you get through it? Because I do feel that that would help other listeners who may have gone through the same situation? Well, so let me add to that. It was years, like double-digit years, before I even thought about it again. I thought about abort my abortion, my mm-hmm. choice to have an abortion. Um, I was 20, like 21 maybe. So... I recently started to feel like this anxious, overwhelming feeling as I continued to get older and, and, and my husband and white picket fence and family didn't happen. 
And so I started to take inventory of all of my choices. And when I started to take inventory, that's when I realized again, oh, crap, I made a choice to kill my baby, Mm -hmm. terminate a pregnancy. Mm -hmm. And maybe I'm at this age without the family that I I desire and that I wanted because of my choice back then. So then I started going down a rabbit hole. Mm. And it, 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 it really was overwhelming because at the t- when I when I made that decision to do it, you know, years t- over ten years have passed. Mm-hmm. You know, from the time I made a decision to do it to the time that I'm start thinking about it, right? Mm-hmm. So I think I had an aha moment, like, oh my goodness, what I'm asking for, I had I had to I had the choice, I had the chance to do it. And I decided to terminate. Mm. I made that decision. And so, um, yeah, I felt really bad. I, I felt guilt. Now, I, I And I recall seeing these, randomly seeing these commercials of women talking about regret, the regret that they made, because I think it was a, pro, a pro-life commercial or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it was women talking about how they they, they they felt when they chose to have an abortion and that took me out like it mm. took me out for a while like because I did feel guilty I felt guilty because you know studies have shown when the threshold of, of a woman having an abortion is the moment the fetus have a heartbeat mm-hmm. so I felt guilt on so many different levels. Like I couldn't even look at myself for a minute because I felt, A, I, I terminated my my opportunity to have the family that I desired. And then the next phase was I killed a baby. Mm-hmm. That's what studies told me that I did. And, mm-hmm. and I, I freaked out. Like I, I freaked out. Um, so I'm spiritual more than religion. Religion. Mm-hmm religious i'm sorry i'm I'm more spiritual than religious mm-hmm. because i don't i say that because i don't quote the bible like if if you if you ask me something about the bible i'm gonna have to research it i love my god i love jesus christ and all of that good stuff however mm-hmm. i don't read the bible every day either right i do believe in god and i do believe in he have instilled a purpose in me i i, I get all that right Mm-hmm. So I, however, my faith is my faith. My walk is my walk. And um, it was nothing but me praying and crying that got me through that that very gray area of me feeling guilty that I terminated my child. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't, I don't currently have what, I wanted, which was a family. Mm-hmm. And if I had not terminated that pregnancy, I would have had a family. I would have had a child. I would have had a. I would have had a product of me. And so, the only thing that got me through that was me praying. It was me being faithful, and was me understanding that 
you know, God knew my story before I even made those choices. Mm -hmm. In the bad. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, Kashina, thank you so much. And I know that, I mean, that was just a testimony right there. I mean, I know that somebody can relate to that. I know that that is someone's experience. Um, and I know that what you shared in regards to what you did to get through it, someone's going to say, I need to be doing the same thing or, you know, it's, it's just a testimony. And I so much appreciate you, you sharing that. So you're 39. No you're 39 plus. So some would say that that's still at an age, especially with so many women, like you said, that you were inspired by someone who was like having their first or second child at 45. So where do you stand today? Or is it something where you, is it a desire of yours? And does the plan still need to happen? Or can you, have you considered having a child on your own or adopting a child? So I have not considered the, um, additional option to have a child. Um, I have not ruled out having a child of my own naturally. Um, I will have to really sit and um, dissect what it means to adopt another child. So I know there's a lot of uh, kids in need, so I'm not saying that I'm against it. But, you know, every day, I'm, I'm I'm all for continuous improvement, mm -hmm. and, and and continuous improvement is typically a term that we use in corporations, corporate America. But I also feel like continuous improvement is something that we need to accept and understand in our lives as well. Mm -hmm. And so, um, until until I know that I can I can't have a child naturally. I think that that's when I will, if, if, if it's fit for me, if I feel moved to hmm. look at other opportunities to have a family, I feel right now, I still see that I'm open to have a child naturally. I have not ruled that out 100%. Um, okay. I have not necessarily looked into a, um, adoption, but I'm not necessarily ruling that out but that's kind of my plan D. So you, so you're open to, you're not ruling out adoption or maybe even other options that we haven't talked about, but that's a plan B. So plan A is your preference to have a child naturally if it, if it comes to that. Um, is the plan to still be married, have a partner, or would you consider doing this process by yourself? Yes, my first desire would be to be married and to share this experience with my husband um the option b again i have not researched that 100 percent to really understand the financial um expectations and requirements that will come with that as well as the health expectations and requirements that will come with that i think that for me right now I haven't ruled anything out. Mm -hmm. My first preference would be to, you know, be in love and, you know what I'm saying, um, create a child while you're having fun and being in love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So do you have so, a, mm -hmm. 
um, as you are inspired or have, was inspired by this older sister, um, is there in your mind a cutoff? So again, 39 plus one is still young. You know, there's, this, like you said, there's people having kids, 42, 44, 45. Is there a cutoff? Like by this age, if I'm not married, not in love, I'm not, it's just, it's just out of the picture. Is there a cutoff age for you? So I Yes, good question. I gave myself the 45. Okay. Why 45? Um, because of the people that I know, that I have known or came in and encountered with that has had kids between 40 and 45. Okay. You know, I've, I've heard studies of people having kids older. I mean, mm. we, we can go back to the Bible and say that, but I don't want to be that age via the Bible to be having kids, you know? <laughs> so, so I gave myself I gave myself forty five because I still feel like I'll be flying still young. Yes you will girl. That I will be <laughs> that I'll be able to pivot um to see if I wanted to have kids and to do the um optional the the um other way of having kids outside mm -hmm. the natural natural man and woman okay and 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 that's something that as we get older we have to really think about and again there's some and i would imagine the women that are having children at 44 45 um and they have healthy children great um but i would imagine that they were you know closely supervised by their doctor we all know the risk over 40 when you're having children and so it, it's still something good to explore if it's a desire while also knowing that um, it is that age where, you know, you're not 22. So it makes sense that doctors sometimes worry about older women having kids, but there are a lot of examples of older women having healthy kids. So I'm glad that you have those options for yourself. Can you share any experiences that you've had being a child-free woman um, in certain groups such as your family, colleagues, um, community members who have children and you being child-free, what are some of those experiences, whether positive, negative, or in the middle? So I will say, um, first off, all my experiences as a child-free African-American woman has been very positive with people, my best friends, associates that have, that have kids currently. Mm -hmm. Um, Part of it is when you have a close circle and when you when the close circle have kids or there are different statuses, it doesn't matter because that's the close circle that you guys share. So you're close because we chose, we chose, God chose our paths to cross, right? So mm -hmm. it didn't matter if you had kids or if you was married or if you was single, divorced, unemployed, whatever. It didn't matter if you was a doctor, a grocery store bagger. It didn't matter. You were close because of your character, right? Mm. Your, your character is separate from what you physically bring to the table, family, mm -hmm. kids, um, economical uh, status, whatever, mm -hmm. right? So my everyone that I know that I'm close with to have kids, those kids are part of my life too, mm -hmm. you know? So anytime birthdays, holidays, 
you know, I would try to make sure that I incorporated all of the kids that were in my close circle. Um, because they were part of me. They were mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't burst them naturally, but they still were part of me. And all of my friends, associates that I that I hold dear to my heart that have kids that have never made me feel um separate because I didn't have kids. That's you know? good. Mm-hmm. And I didn't feel I never I never felt the way. Mm-hmm. Um, because I didn't have kids. I, I've, I've gone to plenty of one-year-old birthday parties, two-year birthday parties, and, and brought a gift but didn't bring a kid. But I didn't <laughs> never feel um, inadequate because of that. And, mm-hmm. and that speaks to the friendship and the, the relationship first. How is dating being a child-free woman? So it, it can get um, a little hairy. Um, so here's the thing. When I was in my 20s and my early 30s, I was like, nope, I'm not dating any men that have kids because I don't have kids, right? But as you get older, you kind of have to rethink that because common sense will tell you as we get older, people have lived life. Mm. People have been married because they got married in the late 20s, mid-20s, whatever, and it didn't work out because mm-hmm. whatever reason, right? So if you you got to think you keep living, people keep living too. So that can mean that people have had kids in these five, 10-year marriages or relationships, right? So I'm living in those that five and 10-year time frame. And for me, being a, a woman without kids, I... I have loose, I, I don't think much about men with kids um, because it goes back to that character. Just because you have kids, it doesn't necessarily measure the character that you have, right? Are you open when you're dating? So if someone has a three-month-old opposed to teenagers, opposed to grown kids, like if you're going to be open to dating men with kids, is there a criteria within that, so to speak? I am open. However, I meet a guy and he has a three-month-old to a four-year-old. Kind of questionable. I'm kind of hesitant a little bit because we all have met a guy that has had a newly, you know, addition to their family, Mm -hmm. which the baby moms or the or the girlfriend or the woman, the mom, the mother. Mm I don't really like using baby mom, but the mother of the child and him, they're still kind of, you know, connected because of this child, right? And I'm not really, um, I don't I don't see myself to be super controlling, but, you know, we live in a new world now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this one guy told me, hey, you know, I, you know, I I had a, a situation with someone I used to deal with back in the day, and that <laughs> situation led to her getting pregnant, and so she has my child, and so now I got to go over, and you know, I'm, I I want to put my child to bed because they co-parenting, you know, mm-hmm. and so now I'm going to go over her house, and I'm going to I'm going to go over her house at ten o'clock at night, so I can put my child to bed. And that makes me a little uh, like ten o'clock mm. to put the kids in bed, or 
hey, you know, it's Christmas and I, you know, I want to spend time with my baby mom and my, my daughter or my son. So I'm going to hit you up the day after Christmas. You know, that makes me a little, I, I, I don't know. So the situation for me is, you know, it depends. Like, I got to feel comfortable. I got to feel loved. I'm still a woman. I still have, you know, my antennas go up. Like, wait, wait, so you want to you wanna exchange gifts for me the day before Christmas or the day after Christmas? Because what now? Yeah. Like so so I you know I'm open cuz I love kids. I, <laughs> I I think I would be a great bonus mom. I don't I don't ever want to come into a I don't I don't ever want to come into a situation with a with a man that I love and that loves me that have kids and I don't want to replace their mom. That's mm-hmm. never that would never be even if it was a bad mom. I'm not here to replace that mom because she has the kids, right? I'm here to be the bonus mom, and I'm here to be kind of that gap in between the mom, the dad, and whatever else she's feeling, right? Mm -hmm. So I want to be on board to making sure that I don't overstep my boundaries when it comes to being a bonus mom. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But with that being said, I still need consideration too. Yes. I'm open to Christmas Eve. If y'all got to, if you know, if if my dude that I'm seeing at the time have mm-hmm. a real, you know, close relationship with the with the mom and the kids, the mom can come over too. But you're not going to cut me out of the situation. <laughs> you know. Not going to do. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I, that's not, that's not what you, you you're not going to do that. <laughs> you know, so, you know, the mom can come over. Let's let's get it cracking. We can put up the Christmas tree together. We can even cook together. But what's not gonna happen is you're not gonna call or text me and say, "Hey, so, um, yeah, so I'll see you on December 26th." No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not what's not gonna happen. You know, we gonna all make this work together. So I'm open to so like- making that work. So it sounds like communication would definitely be important when, at least for you, well, probably for most people, communicating and having open communication and transparency when you're dating um, a man with children. And it also seems like you definitely would want a man or a partner that you're dating to, to really show respect as you as the partner, as well as also understanding that they're trying to do right by their children. Because some men could say, well, if you can't deal, this is what I do for my kids. If you can't get with that, then I can't deal with you. Because some men may take that as you're trying to not understand that they have kids and that they're, they're going to be with their kids because their kids come first on Christmas. Like, if, I mean, have you ever yeah. had that type of tension before? And how have you dealt with that? So... I, I haven't had that with someone that I was committed to or okay. we just committed to each other. I mean, we like to use the term situationship and I was in a situationship where I, the guy had a, a child. He wasn't with his baby mom, but they did things together as a family on very important holidays, Christmas, mm-hmm. Easter, Hall- whatever, Halloween, et cetera. And I knew that that was a point of contention for me because we were not, we were not, he and I were not in a relationship. 
but I was like, I don't know if I would want to be in a relationship with him because I don't know how he would feel incorporating all of us together. I don't know if he can handle that Mm -hmm. based on what I knew from him. So I was like, you know, I'm willing to, we can thug it out. Let's go. Mm -hmm. You know, if I'm with you, I'm not going to be funny acting with, with, with your, your, you know, child's mother. I respect her because she's your child's mother. You know, it shouldn't be a thing if we all know our, our role. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I'm if I'm who, if I'm the lady of your life and she's your child's mother, we all play the part. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, 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 we all know our role. So I don't, I don't have to, um, I don't have to feel hesitant and feel nervous about what's going on because we all should understand. Mm-hmm. But it was almost like he really was uncomfortable with bringing both of his worlds together. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, a, that's, uh, that's, a, there's a lot of situationships and committed relationships, unfortunately, like that. And when it's all said and done, it's about transparency and communication. We understand that we are child free. If we are deciding to date uh, partners who have kids, we're not saying, hey, I'm more important than your kid. But we are saying, if you are, if you are allowing me to enter this space in your life, there has to be a balance. And so what are your overall thoughts or views about how child free African-American women are portrayed in society and media? Well, the first, the first few things that comes to mind is the stereotype of Black women when other people, even people in the Black community, see a woman with a child or multiple kids. They look at us as being, uh, they pity us, or mm-hmm. they look at us as being a jump off, a side piece, like we wasn't good enough to um, be in a family-oriented situation, meaning, you know, boyfriend, husband, you know, fiance, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So I definitely think that even now we are still looked at that. Like people expect Black women to have multiple kids by different men and not be married. And then the flip side of that is that when you don't have multiple kids and you're not married, again, it seems like you've had some positive experiences thus far, but when you don't have multiple kids, not married, there's almost this like, what is wrong with you? So before my grandma passed away, she passed away three years ago. And there's more granddaughters than there are grandsons. Mm-hmm. And she, it used to be a running joke because she used to say, all my, grand, all my granddaughters are beautiful. You guys are all fine, but all y'all single with no kids. What's wrong with y'all, right? And when you just crack up, like, Grandma, why something got to be wrong with us? Because we don't have kids or we're not married, you know? So, yes, that's definitely, um, that's definitely something that people look at us as. But you know something's wrong with you but taking that comment you know especially from an elder and from g-mom from your grandmother like what do you think she was really saying i definitely think it's a generation thing right i think she wasn't trying to say anything she said what she meant she said Uh what she said which was which was (laughs) hey y'all cute but none of y'all married 
And the ones that got kids, y'all not married. So what's wrong with you? Like, she said what she said. She really meant what she said. <laughs> like, like she was being grandma, but she was really like, what's going on? And I think part of it is her generation. Like, she got married twice. Mm. And, you know, both, t- you know, the first time, the first time she had kids. So the second time somebody married her with kids, you know? So um, I think, you know, a whole nother topic again would be, you know, our grandparents, yeah, they were married for a long time. They mm-hmm. left, they left a, le- a legacy of marriage. But what we don't talk about a lot is a lot of our grandfathers had separate families too. Mm-hmm. I mean, kids, not just separate, not just mistresses, but separate kids altogether. Mm-hmm. So we don't talk about that. You know what I'm saying? We don't talk about why our grandmother stayed and and what was going on with that right Mm -hmm. so we talk about the fact that our grandparents were married for 30 40 years but we don't really talk about what went on what transpired uh, through those 30 (laughs) absolutely so I think you know, she said what she said. Like she, she, she wants to see. It. You know, she's used to. You know, she's been married for thirty years, thirty plus years, right? So she wants to understand why the why the girls in her family are not getting married and having kids either, or why they having kids and not getting married. Like y'all cute. What's wrong with y'all? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, she she meant what she said. Yeah. And we heard what she said. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you opened up a good door in regards to, um, you mentioned legacy. And so I know when we, when people talk about legacy in the context of children, you know, you have a son and the son carries on the last name. And so when we are child free, we don't necessarily, so to speak, society would say we don't necessarily have anything to pass anything to. So my question to you, Kashina, is what, what is your legacy? Who, who is your legacy? Um, how do you define that for yourself being child free? So being child free, my legacy is to continue to make strides not only within my life, but also in my immediate community, right? So I feel like if I can change one person, one person that I come in contact with, if I can change someone's ideology or life for the better, one person, that's my legacy. Mm. I think that our God-given purpose equals our legacy. Legacy. Mm. So it doesn't matter. Our God-given, our God-given purpose is not, um, it's, it, it doesn't rely on if you have kids, what your status is, um, you know, what your title and your career is your Mm -hmm. god-given purpose is your god-given purpose and it was your god-given purpose because god knew before we knew Mm -hmm. what our purpose was going to be and what our life was going to be set up as right so my god my god-given purpose is my legacy and it's not based on if i have kids or if i have a husband it's based on really the works of kashina because we say faith without work is dead mm-hmm. right so as long as i continue to do the work 
which I've been continuing. I've been doing the work, right? I still have mm-hmm. tries and miles to go, but I've been doing the work because I'm still here to talk to you about it, right? So I'm still talking to you about where I've been, where I'm at, and where mm-hmm. I want to go. And yeah. I, I don't have any kids, and I don't have a husband, but I'm still moving, right? So my legacy is just that. It's it's my work and the people that I've touched thus far and the people that I will continue to touch for different reasons. Like there's things that we do that is a part of our legacy that no one will know Mm -hmm. except the people that has been touched by it. You know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. that's history. That's, you know, we, we learn new stuff that happened in the 1700s we learn that still today because mm-hmm. we don't know everything everything is not you know rosa park martin luther king malcolm x worthy as far as in history is concerned mm-hmm. um, or quantity is concerned so my legacy will be um what i've done thus far the people that i've inspired that i don't even know that i inspired mm-hmm. um, as long as i wake up every day and have a chance to do what is destined for me to do. That's my legacy. And I don't have kids right now, so that's still my legacy. If I die mm-hmm. today, that would be my legacy. Um, for those of people, for those, for those of people that know me, they will be able to speak about Kashina and her legacy, not my kids, because I don't have kids right now. Mm-hmm. When I have kids they will be able to speak upon my legacy and what I've done. Mm-hmm. I like how, thank you so much, because when you were talking, and, and because I know you personally, like we've had conversations, like you, people, sometimes people define us based on where we've come from, and you really have never, you know, been afraid to say, this is where I come from, and you said, this is where I came from, this is where I'm at, and this is where I'm going, but you said with such confidence and with such boldness, like, I don't have a husband, I don't have kids, but I'm still moving, and this is what this podcast and my vision and my purpose is all about in regards to, there's so many plans that we've had for our life, and sometimes when those don't come to par or come to fruition, women, we, we, beat, we're, we beat our own selves up. So I want to just thank you because you said it with such boldness, like, no, I don't have kids. No, I don't have a husband. And I'm not going to play the woe is me look victim because I'm still moving forward. Yes, I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, you know, we, do <laughs> share, we share something in common, though. We share the love for our nephews. So talk a little bit about the role that your nephew plays in your life. I know I see him a lot, you know, I'm here and there on Instagram. So I have three nephews in total. Two of my nephews, Jaya Jackson and Keontae Jackson Jr. One lives with me and one lives in Seattle, Washington. Mm -hmm. I absolutely adore them. Um, The one that lives with me, um, so, so I have, I have um, three sisters. Well, I have four sisters, but his mom, you know, he called him, he called her mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the mm-hmm. other three sisters, he say, you know, my one sister, my one auntie is Tanaya. And then I have T.T. Keisha. And then my sister, his mom says, well, well, what do you call Kashina? And he says, T.T. 
<laughs> and, you know, I was like, yeah, because I am the TT. You know, like, I live in Columbus, Ohio, so people be like the Ohio State University, right? So I don't have to be TT Kashina. I am the TT. <laughs> like, I am the TT. I'm, I'm, I start the auntie title. So, um, yeah, I look at him as my child because mm-hmm. I didn't birth him, but, you know, I have had several conversations with him, and I said, do you want T.T. to come up to the school? And he said no, because he already knows. Like, I will I will fight <laughs> a fifth grader, you know? Like, <laughs> like, it's all good. Like, I got you. <laughs> um, the, the, the nephew that lives in Washington, he is one, and I FaceTime him. Aww every time I get and he he knows now because he's one so he's interactive and uh he teaches me he shows me all his new songs and so the newest song is head shoulders knees and toes and (laughs) we play hide and seek and via FaceTime and I love it like um I, I I don't feel childless because I do have nieces and nephews, and even my siblings, because I was the oldest, so Mm -hmm. they were all my kids. Um, I do want a child or kids of my own, because I want, I want to look at someone that looks like me, Mm -hmm. or have traits in me, Um, but I'm not 100% childish, so I, I, I love being an auntie. It, it, it makes my day. Yep. And I love being an auntie too. Mine's just grown now. He's, you know, that when they're young, they like to call you and talk when they get, you know, 2021, 20, they date and they, you know, they, but although now that we're kind of quarantined up, we've been talking more, he's been sending me some TikTok videos. So it's been, it's been fun to interact with him. So what would you share with a young woman, 25, 28, um, who, or maybe even younger, who has already decided that like child-free is the way to go for them, but they're getting pressured by family or partner or just society. What advice, what would you share with them? I would say, do you. Do not allow um, pressures from society, from family, from friends, deter you from doing you. Um, some of us have kids and we struggle to connect with our kids because we had kids because that was what you were supposed to do. People don't believe in abortion. People believe in, you know, doing what makes other people happy, right? So I will always say follow your intuition. I do believe 100% that your intuition, your gut, your mind uh, drives you. You know. Sometimes mm-hmm. we go against that and we end up making choices and learning for those choices later on because we didn't follow what our heart said to do, mm-hmm. you know? So I will always say, follow your voice. Mm-hmm. Don't follow your husband. Even if you got married before you had kids, don't let your husband pressure you on into having kids because, you know, that, that comes with communication you two got together and you should have been able to talk about even before you got together, you know, what your desires were with having a family. Mm -hmm. And so stay, stay true to who you are and what you want and don't allow anyone, your mom, 
your dad, your husband, your fiance, your boyfriend, your side piece, whoever, mm-hmm. don't allow them to force or pressure you onto changing your narrative because you write your narrative. Mm-hmm. Don't let don't allow anyone else to write your narrative. Especially when it comes to having kids because that really can make or break your life. Mm-hmm. Kids is a blessing. It it, it really they really are. Mm-hmm. And you don't ever want to regret having kids. And we know that there you are some, be able to, yes. there's some women, and maybe mothers, not necessarily regret, but I've, I've talked to some mothers who talk about, like, I love my children, but it's not always been a bed of roses either. So. It, absolutely. Be ready. Like, be, be ready. Be ready when you're ready. And, you know, people used to tease me. 10 years ago about when I have kids because of how I dress, it was like, your kids going to be in booty shorts and baby knee highs. And I was like, first of all, don't be hating because my baby going to be dressed fresh. Your baby's going to be fly, okay. if anything, girl. I done got some tips from you. I done got some tips from you. On the so, uh, if anything, your baby's going to be fly, dressed to the T. So baby or his baby onesie he's still gonna be fine but yes be true to who you are you know I've 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 lived through my most of my life um fighting and 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 trying to um try to explain or defend who I am Mm. and at the end of the day what I'm learning is that's not for you to do Mm. You, you don't have to ever defend who you are and what you want in life and when you feel you want it in life and that is career kids that's whatever mm-hmm. so be true to who you are and always come back to you and really answer the question does this make you happy if you can 100% say yes then go for it if there's an inkling of doubt then don't do it don't do it. Yeah. Do you? Or do it. Or do it. Yeah. Yes. Do you, yeah. boo. That's do my motto. Do you, boo. Yes. So, Kashina, yes. do you have any, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to ask this kind of two different ways because sometimes the words itself kind of resonates with people. Any regrets or anything that you would do different in regards to being child-free, Kashina? I, I have no regrets. I I have no regrets, and I can say that with 100% confidence because I said, again, I'm not religious. I'm spiritual, but Mm -hmm. I do believe that my journey is exactly my journey. Mm -hmm. The good, the bad, the indifferent. I'm supposed to be right here where I'm at with or without kids. Yes. Because that's where I'm at. You know what I'm saying? So if if you live your life with regrets, it holds you back from progress. Mm. Regress equals no progress because you're living, you're going to consistent, you're going to consistently live in those regrets, in the thoughts. Well, I would have, I should have, I could have. Mm. No, because that holds you up. You know what mm. I'm saying? That holds you up from moving on. And it's natural for us. It, it feels good. 
the good. It feels good, but it's bad. It makes us feel bad at the same time because mm-hmm. we are so caught up. We get so caught up in the, oh my gosh, I should have did this, or I would have, I I would have done this if this didn't happen, or, oh my God, why didn't he make me his wife or his fiance or his girlfriend? Maybe if I would have done this, then he would have. No. You know, we, we, we hold ourselves up. We hold our progress up because hold we're so stuck in the, yes. So eat it, eat, eat, eat the pain, eat the hurt and move on because we are not making these choices. We're not in the current position by chance. Mm. We're in the current position because this is where we're supposed to be. This is our journey. We weren't going to change it. This wasn't going to, where we are in life, good, bad, or indifferent, where we are in life, it wasn't going to change. This is where we're supposed to be. And what we need to do is to understand the learning lesson. The quicker you learn a lesson, the quicker you can move on. Yes, I like, that's a good, good note to end on, sis. A good note to end on. So I want to thank you so much, my Sora, my friend. Oh, I miss you so much. And I'm so glad that you've decided to take time to uh, talk to me on my podcast. And before I let you go, like I said, I know you personally, so I know you got your hands into this, into that. But just for my audience, anything else that you would like to share, anything that you would like to plug, Anything that you just want my audience to be aware of? Any exciting things that you are doing? What's on the horizon? Um, I, I, I would have said something different if we was not in the state that we're in now. Mm-hmm. Um, life as we know it is definitely going to change. Now, I don't say that to be, um, to incite fear. What I, I say that to actually incite curiosity and motivation because we all can get through this pandemic successfully. We mm-hmm. just got to make the choice to do so. Um, no matter if you're childless, if you're jobless, we have to continue to strive to make a change in our life. And it doesn't matter if we were in this pandemic or not. We still have to wake up and decide to make a positive change in our life. So what I say, what I want to say to everyone that's listening is let's get this. We, we, we're we in this together, no matter what your title is, no matter where you are in life, you know, it's not over. It's, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's not over until the fat lady sings, as they say. And yeah. Yeah. I don't see any fat ladies singing right now. So let's keep our faith strong and our focus even stronger because the struggle isn't over we're we're in the midst of it so let's keep it let's keep it moving let's keep it going we got this we got this we got this well on that note that was a good uh motivational moment by miss jackson um we got this and so i just want to thank you um my audience for listening i want to thank my guest miss kashina jackson from columbus ohio thank you sore thank you friend for joining me on no bibs burps bottles i hope that all stay stay tuned for the next episode and remember womanhood is not synonymous with motherhood take care guys peace
You have been listening to the No Bibs, Burps, Bottles podcast, a podcast dedicated to the stories of African-American women without children. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe. Until next time, keep living your best child-free life. Thank you.